Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to Let's Talk Common Sense with me, Mike Omni. I'm joined today by none other than Afshan de Souza Lodhi. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you doing, Afshan? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, I, I have to start by apologizing to people because we were meant to have an episode last week. And of course, we didn't have one. You'd have noticed if you're a real fan. <laughs> You'd have noticed because I wasn't in the country. And I'll, and I'll explain why in a minute. But um, Afshan, how are you doing this lovely, what seems to be like a random winter's morning? It was like summer one day and then it just changed, didn't it? Yeah, it's like frosty outside. It's it's quite nice, actually. I really like winter. It's my favorite season. Same, actually, because you can control your temperature at exactly. winter. And summer, you, like, you just, and especially in this country, it mm. feels like you're in the microwave. You just can't get the temperature right, can you? It's because we're just not equipped for any sort of weather that's not grim and a little bit of drizzle outside <laughs> if it rains more than that we're flooded if it's really hot then we're all the trays stop working <laughs> yeah the well actually before working. i get carried away guys um welcome to Lester common sense like i said um this is a podcast where we're going to explore all the breaking news interesting news stories happening uh, across the week we're going to break them down in a really common sense way so you can understand them uh, sorry that sounds really patronizing i don't think i'm <laughs> I, I don't mean it like wow. that what i mean is you can <laughs> This is why we don't have any listeners, Mike. It's this, because this, you're patronizing. This sounds them. like I'm talking to like, I was like, so you could, and even you can get it. No, that, that's not what I mean. What I mean is we, we get opposite sides of the spectrum, people who disagree with each other to talk about issues. So on your way to work or in your commute, whatever it is, you get a chance to hear different perspectives. It's brought to you by the Common Sense Network, a news network. Uh, that creates online and offline spaces for people to engage with their ideological opposites, uh, to learn from people they disagree with, and essentially to grow in the process. So, because this is uh, an episode where we didn't have an episode the week before, what, what, I feel like I've forgotten how to podcast. Like, I don't know what I'm saying. I literally am making no sense. What, I, what I'm trying to say, guys, is because we didn't have an episode last week, this week it's going to be a fun episode. Woo! Good. I'll pay you later. Um, this week we're gonna have a fun episode where we talk a bit about what we've been up to because we we've been very very busy, but also give you a chance to find out some of the crazy things things that's been happening. Um, but before we go into some of the headlines, which include talking about One Young World, uh, Tenerife, uh, Kanye West, Jane Fonda, uh, Halloween, the clock's going back. Lots to talk about. Before we get there, though, I just want to say a thing or two about travel right mm -hmm. so so I, you know i'll talk about it in a minute but i've been away for seven days or so and i went to tenerife and yeah it was it was a really interesting time away um we had booked flights with thomas cook um and here's the thing i have never ever got a thomas cook flight in my life but it so happens this time is i get a, a flight to thomas cook i get a little message like oh they might go under and i'm like they'll be they'll be fine it'll be okay so i get a you know the, about two days before the flight or three days whatever it is thomas cook officially goes under as it were so so like they're, they're gone and literally overnight they just close as you know all the different shops just just shut basically and if you go on a website it's just like a random landing page so they're gone and obviously, I booked my return and my uh, going flight with them. Luckily, luckily, right, my flight to Tenerife was with Norwegian Air, so I was like, okay, well, that's safe. But the flight back was with was with was with um with uh Tom's Cook. Now here's what's crazy: the flights to Tenerife typically cost around what forty pounds, maybe sixty pounds at most. My return flight 
with Thomas Cook and so on, so on and so forth, cost about two hundred and thirty-three pounds. Now that's just my my flight itself. So so they cancelled my return flight, so I had to get a new return flight. This time with Binta Air. Tough know what that is. <laughs> I was really sure. I was really scared that this wouldn't be an airline. Anyways, I get I get a flight with Binta Air. Guess how much that cost? One hundred and seventy-seven pounds. And that's just to come back to the UK. Mm. Now, now, there's a guy who came with me who didn't book a return flight, who booked it the day before he came back with British Airways. It cost him seventy pounds. Wow. How I was so angry. The the airline system is broken because I mean I know we said that mainstream there was broken ones, but how, how can I? How can a friend of mine get a flight back to the UK the day before we're leaving, and it cost him seventy pounds? And me, with all my foresight and planning. It cost me 177. It makes no sense. And and his flight was direct. I had to go to uh, the Canary Island, Les Palmer, and then I had to get. It just it just didn't make any sense. So if you're listening to this, anyone who works at an airline company, fix that. Right? It shouldn't cost me more for planning. Okay, it really shouldn't cost me more. I, I really live it because it cost him 70. It cost me 177, and I'm the one who planned. So how about that? There was a big scandal straight after Thomas Cook where people were trying to book flights and all the flights had gone up or t- like twice or twice yes, the amount yes. because they knew that people were last minute trying to get back to the UK from various places. It makes no sense because what does that tell children in schools? Huh? Don't plan. Do things last minute. <laughs> it will be cheap anyways. No, that's not a good message. But anyways, there you go. So I have been away. Um, I've been away. I've missed a lot because I... What did you do in Tenerife? What were you actually up to? If I told you, I'd have to kill you. I'm joking now. Um, so <laughs> I was there just seeing friends, building relationships, getting to, getting to know people. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, what did I miss? What were you doing for the last week? I've been... Um, wow, it's been a long week, hasn't it? Um, I've been at One Young World. That's what I've been mm. doing. I woke up at three in the morning, got a 5 a.m. train, um to london and did one young world which is quite fun so quite what exciting. what is what is one young we'll talk about what you did in a minute but what is one young world for those who don't know so essentially it's a summit that takes place once a year in different a global p- summit a global summit sorry <laughs> need to add some gravitas to it a global <laughs> summit that takes place once a year in a different country different city um and it, it has about two thousand young people that attend that are all young business leaders from across um at different organizations and it's it's actually a really nice place to be in because everyone wants to change the world. Everyone wants to do something. Everyone's energized. I was slightly tired because of the you know 5 a.m. train. But there was this understanding in the room that there is a problem. There are many problems in the world and we're all here to try and help save it and solve it. Yeah. Um, so it was really fun. I really enjoyed meeting people, talking to them, um, ranting about the world, trying not to mention the B word, Brexit. Because, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, everyone had that feeling. Um, there were a lot of Europeans um, that were in the room as well. And they were really excited to hear about the Common Sense Network and about what we do. So I really enjoyed um, working with them. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really cool to be invited. I mean, so One Young World is this uh, global platform, as Afshan said, um, where literally, I mean, every single company that's big is there. So Coke, Twitter, Facebook, um, BP, Shell, all the polluters, they all come. Um, and <laughs> wow. and they discuss, like I said, um, big issues like how we're gonna you know, climate change and, and bringing communities, to, to, communities 
together so it was super in, uh, interesting to have uh, to have an invite from them to say oh, well listen let's let's hear about what the commons network is doing so i think they, they gave us a chance to pre to present our work which is really big mainly yeah. because no one gets this opportunity like i've been there before i was i was in the hague last year and it is impossible to, to even just get five minutes because everyone wants to present everyone wants to present so mm -hmm. when we got the invite it was like come on that's really cool um we got a chance to share that and on top of that we also got a chance to deliver a workshop for people yes, um did. which you did afshan so you you literally saved the day um how did that go how was it presenting the work we do to all these business leaders but also entrepreneurs which are people who work in organizations trying to change things from the inside out how was it leading on that front delivering the de delivering the workshop and also um you know speaking and giving a keynote address with a q a so it was really um it was really exciting to talk about uh, media freedom um with that respect so we um previously in july we'd um partnered with the fcr and british council to um you know we did this like um a lot of sessions what, within so the FCA you've conference. Set, you've, you've, you've set up Sorry, the Foreign you, Office. The Sorry, FCA is a Foreign Office, um, Foreign and Commonwealth Office. Um, and the British Council had launched this campaign um, with Jeremy Hunt um, about defending media freedom. And essentially, it's opening up a new fund and sanctions to make sure that journalists across um, globally are protected. Um, and within that comes media freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of expression. So we were brought in um, in July at the Media Freedom Conference to deliver some sessions, sort of really engage um, the, the, the conference attendees in conversation. Yeah. Um, and it was really fun and exciting. So off the back of that, they invited us to deliver a workshop with the young people that had attended One Young World. Um, so we had the FCO come in and deliver, the Foreign Office come in, deliver their sort of like spiel about the global media freedom campaign. Um, and then I came in and, and with the Common Sense Network and brought it back to the UK because in, often in these spaces, there's an assumption that the UK, US or Canada are, are really good with media freedom, that we're quite high up, that we're... Um, that the West, quote unquote, is, you know, the best and that's where we should be aiming yeah. towards. Actually, the UK is number 33 um, on, on the on the media freedom list. So it's I'm, 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 I guess for those wondering what media freedom is, it might be important to kind of just clear it up really quickly because media freedom is about the protection of journalists. So when journalists write articles, you know, in some countries, if a journalist breaks a story, and you know, that's a journalist's role really, isn't it? It's to be a watchdog. But when a journalist breaks a story, their life is sometimes threatened. Some of them mm -hmm. have to go into hiding because those in power don't like what they're saying. So there's this massive global campaign which we partner with, with the UK government through the British Council on to really try and challenge essentially how global kind of structures respond to journalists being threatened. So how was the workshop, Afshan? So it's really fun. Um, it, they were a really engaged audience. Actually, one of the most engaging workshops that I've run in a long time. Super. Um, we, you know, I asked everyone to get on their feet and. Um, oh no! You one of those people <laughs> in the workshop, like, like find hey a guys. friend and do. No, stuff. no, no. We got everyone on their on their feet and um, asked them to move on on one side or the other side of the room, depending on whether they agreed or disagreed with the statement. Mm. This might sound familiar, Mike, because it's borrowed from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first statement was like, you know, tea is better than coffee. Um, that divided the room, and everyone, you know, the room became a spectrum then we had <laughs> racism as a problem of the past and um, interestingly most people disagreed with that statement some people in the middle was there any people on, on like the far right no, of course no. not they're not in, in the middle not in that setting in their hearts you they say, might have been you say that so then we, the next question <laughs> the next question was about um whether same-sex couples should adopt and again um everyone agreed that same-sex couples should be able to adopt and, and some people were in the middle um and the last question 
was That's most really surprising. polarizing that one. No, but the last question was very, very interesting for me. It was about whether feminism has gone too far. And that was a question that everybody was polarized. There was like really? the people, were, everyone was like on different sides of the room. Mm. There were like arguments starting. And I was like, what is it about feminism and about women's equality that really gets people on different sides of the spectrum? Whereas things like a gay adoption, you know, it felt like, oh, this is the correct thing for us to do is yeah. stay on the left and stay on this side. And Well, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, at the Commonwealth Network, we try and you know, purport free speech and get people going back and forth. Funny you should mention kind of feminism going too far because I was on the train coming to Manchester um, oh, just, just last night. And I was with this people. I was telling Afshan about um, off air about... Um, you know, I had an awkward moment where you sit on the train and you just want to chill out, but then you've got like talkative neighbors who are like, hey, what, what do you do for work? And it's like, well, listen, I, I'm trying to sleep for work right now, so why don't you bugger off? But I didn't say that. I kind of ended up engaging with them. It was a very good engagement as well. Um, but um, one of the things that happened was they started talking about feminism in a very good way. They were, you know, we, I was, I made a point about how, you know, late you got late a lady Hale who was who's the head of the Supreme Court in the UK. You've got Theresa May who was a woman who was also was also UK Prime Minister. And at that time, some like five of the highest offices in the UK were held by women. And I was like, that's a good step forward. And he was and he was saying, uh, and he's you know he was saying, well, they're all kind of they're all middle class women, so on and so forth, not working class. And like there was a lady sat opposite us, like making the like the some faces like like how dare and, and she was muttering under her breath because she didn't really get what we we're talking about but the very fact that he said they're middle class women and blah 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 blah, she just got really irate and she kind of like started muttering to her friends and getting really kind of and i was thinking you don't even understand what we're talking about but just the very mention of middle class or women got her like how dare they like they're saying this they're saying that which is what i think is the issue is that there is such a toxic climate when discussing these issues that a lot of people feel scared to even say what they think because the minute you say women, people are like, <gasps> so maybe that's why it's so polarizing feminism. Sure. I mean, I was going to go with everyone who feels like they have a say of women's bodies, especially people that aren't women. So that's probably why it was a polarizing. In, abortion? In I thought you said about feminism going too far. If, no, as in women's bodies is about feminism, is about women's equality, about you know everyone has something to bit, say. Don't you think it's feminism a, it's is a bit more than all of that. that? It's a bit, it's a, it is a bit more than that, but it is including that. And I think to deny and to take that out of it would be would be quite wrong. No, so, it. I'm just, I'm <laughs> just. Brought, oh, this is so interesting. You mentioned feminism. I said yes, yeah, polarizing. Then you brought a women's bodies. Then took it out. And then said take it out. It's bad. Well, I don't know. But <laughs> but there you go. So one young world was really amazing. Um, we've got a good relationship with one young world. Um, I've been there. Afshan's been there. The plan is to get more of our teams that uh, there, and we're going to do a lot more together, especially mm. to their cau uh, cau caucuses um, in the future. Um, so yeah, thank you, on Young World, for having us, and and I hope when the videos and pictures come out, you guys take a look at it and 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 share it. Speaking of sharing, this is a good time for you to share this podcast if you're listening to it. Uh, you can share it on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever it is. We want to invite people into talking about politics, talking about current affairs in a kind of bite-sized way. So if you're listening to this now and you haven't liked, please do like and follow and all that kind of stuff, but also share it with a friend so we can get more people in. Now, the third thing that's happened this week that, that I didn't miss, even though I was away, is Kanye West, who dropped a new album. <laughs> it's yes. called Jesus is King, and it's been splitting up the airways. Um, it's a gospel album of sorts. Like he, it he, he, It's exploring his newfound faith or belief in Jesus Christ. And uh, the album is all about, I guess, his journey, but also, you know, you know things he's been thinking and pondering about. Um, it's really divided people, Afshan. I don't know why. Some people are saying that, you know, Afshan, sorry, 
but Kanye West has <laughs> <laughs> uh, done too much that. bad in his in the world to kind of now start doing good. Some people are, think he's just doing it to make money. I mean, there's lots of thoughts. Afshan, what do you what, what do you make of Jesus as King? Well, I can't say the title because um, I'm Muslim, so I'd blow up clearly <laughs> or like you know catch flames or something. Um, I I don't know. I feel like he it's really hard because with a lot of artists we tend to cancel them are we being like society and we being mainly twitter people you know cancel twitter them people. as in do you know what i mean we cancel people <laughs> we cancel people on twitter all the time for like tiny things and don't listen to their music you know robin thick is a great example of that um has he been cancelled he was for a bit and like this is his song a few days ago really you oh, no. maybe maybe you haven't cancelled him yeah probably not <laughs> i think that just goes to show how unwoke you are michael um so yeah, people like Robin Thicke, um, you know, we've had similar conversations about listening to Michael Jackson's music. I and mean, we were having similar conversations about Kanye's music. I'll, I will never stop listening to Michael Jackson's music. No, I won't music. either. I'm just Michael saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I can't. I'm sorry, guys. Thriller! Revoke my work card. Thriller! I mean, Halloween's coming up. What's going to happen? We're going to play. So the reason that <laughs> I think that the reason that everyone has a bit of an issue with Kanye um, is that he's making his comeback within the world. I mean, he's, he seems to have quite questionable politics. People have criticized him for his, you know, MAGA Let's talk about hats. This. And do, do you think, I mean, so you say questionable politics. He just, he just identifies or, 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 or has identified as a conservative. Was that questionable? I think I think it's it's not the conservative part; it's the pro-Trump part that is quite. It's What's questionable? Most Americans pro-Trump. That's why he won. I think <laughs> I mean, what's quite I mean, difficult is that Trump doesn't well, Trump Trump people. is isn't very nice to people of color and black people, and I think that for some, some people, some people disagree with you and say employment is is the lowest unemployment rather has been the lowest it's been in the African um, African American population since Obama. It's probably because they all left America. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I don't know, but but I, I do get what you're saying. But but yeah, finish. He's making he's making a comeback with um what is quite a faith driven um you know theus led kind of album. And I'm not I'm not I mean I lo I love the fact that he's doing this. I think you know you bring God in. You, you can kind of like come back to God regardless of what your past is. Um, oh, you preaching that? Go <laughs> sorry, ahead. No. I mean, <laughs> go on. Tell tell us tell the gospel. No, no. Go ahead. No, but I mean. <laughs> I just mean like it's but I think there's there's a point where you have to acknowledge your past and acknowledge who you are in order to understand where you're going and understand your journey with God and I think that's what he's not done oh my so god I feel like he's sort of sorry I've got a new idea for a podcast journeying with God oh my god shut this up stop it <laughs> stop it go ahead sorry but, he, but he's um <laughs> oh my god imagine you just being like hey guys welcome to journeying with God I feel like wherever you're going in life, just don't look back. Look forward. Because looking for <laughs> I could never be that person. I think you're good. That was good. I mean you're saying the truth. But he um so I just feel like he's not he's not acknowledging his past. He's not acknowledging where he's come from within this album. And what what I think would have been better for him is to kind of say, This is who I was and be really upfront about this is what this album is, is to me and this is what God means to me, and this is what Jesus means to me, and this is why I'm doing this, rather than throwing it out there and expecting people to just ignore the fact you know, ignore his past because he has quite a public 
um, a public person. He's, he's had yeah. quite a public um, life. Well, I, it's it's funny you should say that because I, I actually think this album does that. I mean, he doesn't do it explicitly. Like, there's mm. no song. So there's no song. There's no track on the album. Just like my past life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sorry for the times I said. You know, but I think those things he's addressed in interviews. So there's a couple of interviews mm. where he's addressed his past and said, yeah, you know, I used to I used to say hoes. I used to say X, Y, and Z. And now I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say that anymore. I'm gonna change so on and so forth. And, and in the in the album, I think it's more art. The album is expressing when I've listened to it listened to it on my flight back down to, to the UK and, and then on, on a, in the album it seems as though he's exploring um, you know just he's just exploring different things about God you know how great God is um, what the gospel is for and, and all these other things I think it's really cool I mean that's one thing I was talking to a friend about you know uh, from a Christian perspective I'm a Christian and I, and I know that the minute you kind of become a Christian as it were you know you're, you're a child quote unquote as a metaphor like you just learn you just kind of accepted uh, God or whatever it is Jesus and in that and, and and for the next few years you're growing and you know we all have the luxury of growing privately you know you can grow in your room mm. you can shut the door and work things out and you know how my husband I'm going to take it how's my dad going to take it like you can do that kind of stuff whereas he has to grow publicly like in front of billion well millions of people yeah. so it's, it's 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 kind of hard I can imagine how hard it is for him where People are like, yeah, but you still smoke. Or you still, you said the F word. And he's like, guys, I literally just, I'm just, I'm, I just started this journey, right? So, you know, th- that's the one thing I'm always worried about for him is that someone who's been played with kind of mental health issues in the past and, and, and has had a mental breakdown is, is so much public pressure going to help him, especially when he's historically had that issue. But I think that he doesn't need to also do it that publicly. I think the idea of like your relationship with God can begin quite privately. And you're right that you can have that conversation in your room. You can have it with yourself and understand where you are with God at different stages. And you don't have to make a public album about it. He's doing that. He's making a declaration. That's great for him. But he could have just stopped at a declaration and then said, you know, I'm trying to sort this out and work out for myself what I'm doing. Yeah. But he didn't. He then released an album. The, the, it's it's almost like he's trying to prove yeah, yeah. how Christian he is. Well, difficult, the difficulty with that is he's a musician. So with the musicians, mm. whatever they go through, they talk about and typically like their life is, 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 is their commodity. That's what they sell. So, I mean, it, yeah, you know, perhaps we can say that um, he shouldn't have released it, but he hasn't released music for a while. And and whatever music he does release tells the story of his life at that time. Now it's just about Jesus, so there's no difference really. Um, and I, I guess that's the, that's unfortunately the sad thing with artists is that you know their their life is what they sell. That's what they that's what's for, for sale, as it were. So if he didn't, if he kept this a secret and didn't talk about it, or perhaps was like, I don't want to talk about this for another three four years. Mm-hmm. One, where's he going to make money from? Like, you know, I think I'm, he's making enough money. <laughs> well, okay. you know, you can decide that, but I think he he would probably want to make more. He's probably got aspirations and and, and things he wants. Then to he's buy. actually then what he's doing is he's making. He's he's using his experience with God as a as a commodity rather than as an experience but every, himself. But for an artist, your life is a commodity. But uh, yeah, okay, so, okay. I'm I'm an okay. Just to bring it back to the yeah. personal, so I'm an artist as well. But I wouldn't. My relationship with God is not something that I would commodify in that sense, unless it was um, about reaching people. So I understand from his perspective, if he wants to make this album to reach people and to minister, as yeah. it was, if that's the right word, or to preach, but for him to then bring it down to like sell money is you're then commodity you're, you're making you're making your relationship with god into a product into a commodity and that doesn't feel 
ethical that doesn't feel right it shouldn't be sold to people right, in that so way you, you must be against the whole gospel industry then because, because I feel like, no. or, or are you against religious music in general no no I, I think religious music is great I think that we don't, but, so don't what's, do, the, what's the difference between I don't, this I don't which think, is just religious music and normal religious music because I don't think religious music is made with the in the beginning to make money I think religious music is about an outpour of your love for God <laughs> oh come on seriously it's an industry it's, it's show it business isn't, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's become so, an industry so do you think, no, no, so do you it's think, become an industry so but do you I think gospel think, music should be free not necessarily but I don't think people sit down and go I need to make money so let me write a gospel song but you think that's what Kanye did he went I need to make money so let me write a gospel song but that's what you've just said with him not no, making no, no. any I, money for the time I, and I said no, I said most artists their life is the commodity which means uh-huh. they can only typically and this, I'm talking about music artists here mm. they typically sing about what they're going through at the moment so every other album he's done so far will be exploring his life at that time it so happens I mean, look at it I mean look at all these albums from 2004 Colors Dropout uh, Late for Registration Late focus, all that kind of stuff. It's all exploring. To be quite a Kanye fan. I mean, I'm a music fan. I'm an artist as well. Uh, he's just he's just exploring like his life at that time. So now that he's a Christian, he I mean, and he said in an interview, he said, "I'm I'm now a Christian artist. Like I'm a Christian. Everything Christian comes first. So I am now telling my life, my story as a Christian. It so happens that he's an artist, which is why that whole money part yeah. comes in. But to say that he kind of sat down and thought, I want to make money, and thought I'm going to use Jesus. Like I, I mean, one from observing Kanye West, I, I just don't think he's that type of guy. But then two, um, if that's what we if that's what we think, then every single artist, especially gospel ones, like should just stop charging money. But then the issue is, well, how do you make it then? I mean, it's 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 still a com- it's still a, a product. I mean, like it but or not, a, it's a, a product. Purity. Yeah, it is a product, but there's a purity of it that, and you know, we're not, we're, you're not. I don't know. There, there feels like a big difference for me when I don't know much about the gospel industry, but I, I do know about like religious music within other religions, and I feel like there's there's a line between it there's um there's a line that it becomes quite commercial and once you hit that commercial line you, there's the reason that you're doing the music then becomes c- comes into question yeah um and i feel like for, for most people when you talk about religious music you talk about gospel music it is about declaring your love for god it is about sort of like bringing the presence of god within a group of people and that's why you sing that's why you do it that's why you make the music well, how, how do you how do you do it how do you sing and how do you do it like you, you need money no, no, I, under- <laughs> no, I understand that and the money the money then comes into it but it doesn't start with so you're talking about money. when they start their career because after a while like you need to you need money to make an album you need promotion sure but, sure, but kanye doesn't need that money he's got studios in his house you he can't doesn't say need he to, doesn't need it no but he, to make to make one album how much would it cost seriously no but but here's the thing you have to kind of just on on the money point because i had a a chat with a friend who said it once as well like oh he's got enough money you have no clue number one Uh, yeah tony braxton who sang unbreak my heart right yeah she gave an interview about eight years ago to Mm -hmm. oprah i think saying she was bankrupt yeah as she had no money which is crazy because she had a massive hit that has like million i think it's probably gone platinum like three times or something and the point is she was she was broke because she said she had bad managers. She didn't she, like she wasn't very liquid. She had assets, but you know whatever. Uh, we we know it's it's known that a lot of uh, musicians and even I guess celebrities will file for bankruptcy like very very frequently because yeah, their their spending just uh, no. Just, once you're spending outweighs your uh ex- your income in, incomes mm. as it were you're technically bank you're bankrupt like and to be quite frank a lot of these guys develop expensive tastes have lots of uh kind of real estate so we don't know but ultimately i think it's quite interesting that he's been so bold about this at, at least i hope it gives other people a license to also 
say what they're going through and be very kind of open about their faith journeys and stuff like that. I but yeah. What I'm most interested in is um, when will the churches stop playing Kanye? <laughs> yeah, someone said this, like uh, someone said he's going to be at like a, some church festival and, and he's, and he's like <laughs> singing that. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I, I do give him kudos for one thing, which is for growing publicly. It's a very hard thing mm. to do to kind of grow publicly and give people a chance to see you grow and typically we all work things out in our room and then come out and present the finished copy and he is growing publicly he's making mistakes he's saying the wrong things he's been the butt of a lot of jokes and he's happy a lot of he's happy doing that yeah, and it's, it's crazy right but he's happy doing it now did you see this we're gonna move on to did you see this did you see this celebrities are going all out for halloween i've seen pictures of uh Nicki minaj oh no sorry uh, Cardi B. Oh gosh, I should not say <laughs> that. I know wow. they're, they're fighting, aren't they? Wow. She was dressed as a sexy nurse. Because right? a sexy nurse is scary. We had uh, <laughs> we had Demi Lovato dressed up as Mar um, Marie Antoinette. Um, I'm just wondering, Ashan, what's your Halloween costume of choice? I um, I had my go-to. So I've had two go-to costumes for Halloween. Um, one was um, a dead bride. Um, so I had a white wedding okay, dress. So that's 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 um. <laughs> You've ruined, you've ruined that everything. That's so way sorry. too deep and dark. And <laughs> it was lovely. I, was, I nearly caused a car accident in London once because I was walking down the road, um, sat Something on the tube with it. Of, it was course. no, it was just really fun and exciting. <laughs> and then um, I have dressed as Doctor House on a few occasions. Um, I have a walking stick and um, so it's quite a lot about right, me, that's, my personality. Uh, that's, that's me straight on. What about you, Mike? Um, what would you dress up as if you weren't, you know, um, if you were into pagan traditions? Well. I, I'm not into pagan <laughs> traditions, as you said. I the when I was growing up, I was told Halloween's the devil's birthday, so I definitely won't be buying him a birthday cake, and I most definitely won't be wearing any uh, fancy clothes to. What make would him happy. you? What would you dress up as? A sexy nurse? Well, no, I'm not into pagan. I, I cannot imagine a world where I'm a paganist. I, I just can't. Okay. But, but what would you? But what would you? What would you? I would dress as? up as myself. Because that's scary enough. <laughs> For some people, some people are like, no, Mike, no, <laughs> please don't come as yourself. <laughs> I'm sure they would. Um, did you see this? Jane Fonda, um, a well known actress, uh, accepted a, a BAFTA whilst being arrested at a climate change protest. I absolutely love this story. She's like 81 years old. She is amazing. Jane Fonda is like who I want to be when I grow up. You know, a white privileged woman who goes to climate change protests and then gets arrested. Hey, hey, she worked hard for her money. But okay. then she got she a BAFTA. No, she money. did. She did. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure she did, but she's hilarious. She's so funny. Um, she's adorable. She was at a climate change protest at 81 years old. None of us have any excuse. Um, well, you, maybe you don't believe in climate change. <laughs> okay, but she, anyway, <laughs> she accepted her BAFTA while she was there. I mean, I know it feels quite, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love this story. It just, it sends my heart, you know, it, yeah. Okay, so it's did just, you see this? Obviously, the clocks went back one hour this weekend, I believe. Yeah. And you, ha you, know, you have the typical, oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, um, people getting to work like late, or, sorry, super early being like, oh, sorry, I start in an hour's time and stuff like that. However, what was really interesting about this going back was a news article I saw. I think it was one of those, it was on one of those kind of fake news websites, which I'm, like I'm, I'm subscribed <laughs> to, um, which said that the clock's going back is the government's attempt and Ramona's attempt to keep us in the in, in the EU for longer, <laughs> for longer than we have to be in there 
and like you know we had lots of angry angry uh angry uh levers saying well why 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 are we being forced to stay in the eu longer what do you make of this afshan do you think it's a, it's a government coup <laughs> i think we need to move on with this i think we don't need you know we don't need daylight saving hours in the same time and it messes everybody up for like a couple of weeks while we're we trying to it. work it out really what's dark. happening it gets really dark yeah, that's what now. happens in winter yeah it's gonna get it's gonna get really dark now because we've gone back an hour yeah you know so actually it'll go dark at five o'clock so right now it should be 10 10 15 but it's actually 9 15 so by the time it gets to like five o'clock in the time that we're at it'll actually be six o'clock it'll be really dark by the yeah. time we get home it's like it's to make sure you're home and safe and sound it really doesn't <laughs> it really doesn't it's well, just I, 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 as we said at the start we love winter because you actually get a chance to like control your temperature you can yeah, wear white you can wear lots true. of I, I like like being like clothed with like lots of jumpers and oh, jackets I love layering I'm so excited for layering <laughs> I know it's so cool so yeah I'm looking forward to it anyways guys that's it that's your lot this week please if you haven't done so do subscribe and follow us uh, share this with a friend um, our socials are TCS network the hashtag for this podcast is LTCS let's talk common sense so please if you want to say anything to us you want us to talk about anything please just drop in a hashtag on Twitter on Instagram whatever it is we will see it Oh, we will engage with you and yeah thank you for joining us it's it's been fun this is a light episode because we like i said we, we're coming back and uh and i know we had one we had one bl- we had one blip with no episode last week monday but mm-hmm. i promise you every single other week we will we have are back. an episode so yeah good to see you back and yeah have a great week see you on monday ciao